Hello everyone, this is Sergio and Kevin from the Nintendo Jump Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is part two of episode 193. As we mentioned on part one, we had to split this episode because it was far too long if we if it was all together. So this is part two, our top recommended 3DS and Wii U games. Check it out and thanks for listening. All right, well, with that, we are going to go into our main segment, our favorite 3DS and Wii U games. So the way it's going to go is we're going to list our top exclusive Wii U and 3DS games, uh, five of each if we can. I know I'd, I can't list five because I didn't play as many <laughs> 3DS or Wii U games. Uh, so we're going to pick our top five in each platform to recommend for people to buy before the eShop is taken down, as we've talked about in the previous episode. Uh, preferably, we should pick eShop exclusive games because once once it's gone from the eShop, it's, yeah, that's that's just tough. So we're gonna do a round robin. Uh, we'll, we'll go, we'll start with this. We'll, we'll go, you know, Dragon, or excuse me, Marco first, then Sergio, then myself, and then Marco, then Sergio, and then you guys just you know keep going back and forth because I'm only gonna list out one each because <laughs> unfortunately I did not uh I did not play a lot of 3ds slash Wii U games uh. because I was part of the whole you know oh I'm gonna play a lot of Sony and PC games oh. Sony I oh, I know boy. I was on the dark side yeah, uh, yeah. the dark side I, 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 <laughs> yeah or or the light side if, if depending on how you look at it. <laughs> Dark side, yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I had my phase. That was in the the last decade, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's all good. I there are a couple games I do want to mention uh, that I would recommend to folks, but I'm going to hand it over to Marco. So, let's do 3ds and then Wii U. Okay, so we'll we'll round robin the 3ds and then we'll round robin the Wii U games. So, all right. Okay, so Marco, you go first. For my first game here, I do want to start with a good one here. Oh, this is a that's game good. <laughs> I talk about it in passing a lot because it's just hilarious. It's called Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, the reason I have this here is because this was a Nintendo-made exclusive eShop game. And it has a very unique mechanic where you were, you were set on haggling for... The prices of individual mini games from, I believe, like a retired famous baseball player. His name is uh, Rusty Slugger. He's a dog uh, because it's kind of like an anthropomorphic <laughs> universe for some reason. And basically, you play mini games, you play demos of mini games, and then the game gives you like little tickets that are discounts. It, you use that to like to haggle with Rusty on you know, certain mini games that you want to buy that you've demoed. And games themselves are like WarioWare-esque minigame uh, timed high score chasers type games. Mm. Yeah, there is like some based on batting, some based on catching, 
there's others that were like more like drills based on how you can pitch or how you can uh, throw curveballs and stuff like that. It, I had a lot of fun with this because there's like some portions that had gyro. There was actually one that was like based on how you uh, like hit like a foul ball and ah. like you hit your. It was weird. It's like when you hit the ball with your bat at a certain angle and you were trying to uh, improve your accuracy with that. But overall, um, this was like really fun. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of Rhythm Heaven at the time. It's because it was just based on timing and you know, you, you had like you had like short sections of mini games here that you just wanted to get better and better at. So it was like it was a bit like a mm. a combination of Rhythm Heaven and Waterware. Really fun. That that's awesome. And you know, with this game, was it was it something that when it came out you weren't expecting it to be that good or were you were you looking forward to this game before it came out? Like, what was the... This was a weird one, just because the concept is so weird. Uh, I think it was in a direct, like one of the oldest directs you might have been able to see in it, advertised, and mm-hmm. I had no expectations for this. I just wanted to try it, just because it seemed so creepy. <laughs> like, Rusty? Yeah. Who? What? I didn't want to try it. It looks <laughs> fun, just for the minigame. <laughs> I tend to like minigame collections from Nintendo, just because there's they're usually like more gameplay oriented more like hyper focused on certain uh gameplay actions that are novel and stuff like that and basically what this is it there's a lot of just like playing of those mini games and uh overall there's actually a story embedded in this too like there's like i think for each mini game that you cleared rusty would like tell you like a part of his dark backstory of how he uh, lost his way from his like champion baseball career and <laughs> and how his family like <laughs> almost like kicked him out. It's actually surprisingly dark what Rusty had to go through. Oh wow! Mm. Uh, he, I think he he's running like a shop here, like a sports shop for the player, so that you know, he can help support his like sons, and that's that's a big part of it. There's a lot of there's an incredible amount of lore with this. That's <laughs> surprisingly enticing it, it, I just found it like weird but in a good in the best way <laughs> oh nice yeah that I did not expect that uh, that game to be mentioned here and I now I wish I can play it <laughs> yeah. I mean I still can right I can still buy it on the eShop <laughs> yeah I just want to reiterate like the price haggling thing is just very novel it's like you're buying a game by haggling the active price of it with an in-game fictional character is like i've literally never heard of this this is like unheard of this is yeah something that's kind of worth experiencing just for that alone well <laughs> you can haggle in the real world in, in in certain parts of the world not not everywhere uh, so maybe that's a way to prepare for that <laughs> i'm just I, i'm somewhat kidding but yeah that's well that rusty's a real deal and can i go free market uh well you you can and why can't this be ports of Switch? <laughs> oh man, I would, I would hide for that. <laughs> Straight up. Well, there you have it, folks. Yeah, well, there you have it. Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Uh, very nice choice. Did not expect that, so that's pretty solid. Uh, Sergio, what is your pick this time around? All right. 
we're going with Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix. Oh, I just mentioned this too. One of my favorite franchises. Yeah, and you know what the problem? Well, kind of a problem. It's because I guess Nintendo didn't really believe in this franchise, or at least at the point of the 3DS's life when this came out. They decided to make it only available on the eShop here in North America. <sighs> so you cannot actually buy this game physically. So that's why it's a pretty good recommendation for the eShop before it goes away. You definitely need to get this game. Because honestly, I would say it's easily the best Rhythm Heaven game. It has a lot of the previous games, mini games in here. And it has a lot of new ones too. And it has... Just a lot of charm with the new characters and the story going on. It's an awesome game and it's an awesome franchise in general. And it has it has been away for far too long. And like I said, I would consider this to be the best Rhythm Heaven game. And this is a great way to experience it for sure. Uh, Mark, Marco, I believe you have played this game, right? Mm-hmm, I did. Nice. Uh, so this game has like a particularly long campaign there's like a false ending to it where the credits roll, I think, and then yeah. it, it keeps going. <laughs> I forget what it's about. It's basically like a weird character you're controlling and he's going through yeah. rhythm land or something. <laughs> I don't know if that's like the titular part of it. That is the rhythm heaven here, but yeah, basically mm. this is a compilation of rhythm heaven on the, the GBA games, I believe, and for the heaven fever on the Wii. Uh, just like the whole series, I think, takes the best of them and adds a few new rhythm games. Right. The classics like the one where you're like, you know, spinning the, the, you're like training penguins or spinning a clock with a monkey on it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this game. Uh, I love it just because I'm huge on score chasing and uh, it's like getting a ranks that are very tied to the mini games here too yeah the really well done compilation i i would say it's a shame it didn't come out like physically here oh right. why is that um it's hard to say like maybe rhythm heaven fear didn't sell as well i think that was the predecessor most immediate uh for that and right it had a physical release in europe so mm. maybe it sold better over there, but other than that, I don't know. I, mean, I didn't yeah. have a lot of faith in it. Maybe it was like kind of like quickly pulled it, put out. Because I remember it, it actually like shadow dropped on a on an E3 day. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. I was like excited for it and I bought it immediately and I got into it. <laughs> nice. It was that weird E3 when Nintendo mostly focused on Breath of the Wild and like they didn't have a lot more else going on, but they did have this and it was awesome. Yeah, that was it. And that oh. was a good palette. Definitely like a great palette cleanser for like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Zelda and watching conferences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just great all around. I, I, I really want a new entry. <laughs> yeah, really. After we got WarioWare on the Switch, we definitely need a new Rhythm right. Heaven. Yes. Oh, I'm surprised there's no Rhythm Heaven on Switch yet. Oh. Oh, I hope yet. <sighs> yeah. And well, I think it is by the same developer as WarioWare. Uh, they use like very similar characters that are like each other's universes. 
and they make cameos and stuff like that. So hoping that WarioWare like sold decently, I think. Mm. Right. Get the yeah, great choice. Well, you hear that Nintendo SPD? We want another Rhythm Heaven game, and we want it on the Switch. And we want us. it now. <laughs> we, we want, want it. Shadow Drive now. We want. We want it now. We we don't want Moment anymore. We want Rhythm Heaven. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! Yeah. No, no. Nobody said that. I'm kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it's like you can only have one. No, no. no. We want both. No, no. We, we want Momania game, and we want a Rhythm Heaven game. Yes. Fucking <laughs> all those doors. I don't know. Oh, there you go. That would be great. That would be great. I I don't speak Spanish, but I knew exactly what you meant. <laughs> that's cool. Oh man. Okay. Well, that's a great choice, Serge. Um, I I knew there was gonna be rhythm game coming into this. I I felt it, and Sergio, you delivered very well with this. So, yep. Right. So with my choice, my lone choice for 3ds. Given that I didn't play a lot of 3ds games, that is on me. But the one game I do recommend. Uh, for those who want a serious challenge in a tactics RPG, I would recommend Fire Emblem Fates Conquest. Now, this is one of two Fire Emblem Fates games uh, between Birthright and Conquest. So the setting is basically, well, it's a Fire Emblem game, so it's a tactics RPG game. Uh, so you know kind of what you're getting yourself into. You're going to be... You're gonna be fighting. You're gonna be doing, you know, the usual tactics spiel with your characters and having them try not to die, uh, especially in, you know, well, I guess just the original hardcore mode. And yeah, so you have two kingdoms that are going against each other in war, and you have to decide which, or yeah, decide which side you want to choose. Kind of like Pokemon, right? You're gonna be blue or red. Well, you know, in this case, you want birthright or conquest. Uh, so. So there, the, so it's, there's two families. There's, um, and you know, one of the families is well, the the the, the kind of like the the darker family side. That's you know, you're gonna be with conquest, right? So that's the right. Norian, yeah. So that is gonna be, uh, so that that'll be your family. And so this is a pretty difficult game. Uh, I, oh boy. When I first bought this, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, other than the fact that I know I'm gonna like die a lot. But I didn't know I was gonna die this much. And <laughs> I've talked about this before, in you know, way back in our, I think it was like year one, year two of this podcast. And it, it's it it does kick your butt. And if you know Fire Emblem, like just the OG hardcore Fire Emblem, just think of that and then put it into a 3ds, and that's what you get, right? It's so. It's the oh. story is pretty interesting. You have like there's there's all types of aquatic characters and uh, it 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 does pull you in quite well. I th- but I think that the the attraction to this is the difficulty, right? Like you really want a challenging Fire Emblem game, you're gonna go with Conquest, and I really want to do that. Albeit I do have some regret. I should have done Birthright, <laughs> but you know I want I wanted something. I want a family that was you know kind of. You know, not the not the most ideal you know, family. You know, they had you know they they've had their conflicts and struggles you know internally, but you know they were united under one front, and I just thought it was a good choice for me. You know, I I wanted to be the 
uh, as as Nintendo has said, the aggressive yet secretive Nor N O H R. I don't know where that name comes from, but it's pretty cool. Uh, so, right, it's the, and so the name of their empire, I think. And there's yeah. the name of the empire, right? And then we're trying to fight against the Hoshido, which is if you play Birthright, that is your that's your house right that you're the house of hoshido that's the birthright that is the slightly easier game albeit a fire emblem is never easy <laughs> but just to compare yeah so they feature different separate story paths depending on which version you choose and i believe there is a revelation right so that's like the dlc that comes with it like if you when, right. you, when you beat either one so yeah i i it's I think it's a pretty awesome game if you want like a, a really nasty challenge. I say nasty because there was a situation where um, I was trying to get through the level without losing one <laughs> one character and I kept every time I kept losing one I was like, ah oh, this sucks oh, and like my housemates could feel my frustration when I'm playing it. <laughs> and they're like, yo, why do you oh, keep man. playing this? I was like, yo, because I wanna I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to lose any <laughs> i don't want to lose any characters so there was one one time yeah. where I, I i forgot which level but i i was playing it and it was like the 25th time i played that level like literally 25 times i was like all right i lost one guy okay i'm done whatever i'm gonna just go through and I I keep playing like, yeah there's like one specific level i was stuck on for a while it was like i have to uh fend like a certain point in the middle of the map because mm-hmm. the way Fate's Conquest works is that you could um we're supposed to like there are specific objectives for each map in the right. in the game. So on that one you were like supposed to defend the point and it was really hard because there were like there's like legions of enemies coming every which way, like and you had like I think you had like a like a trebuchet or uh I don't know what they call it, like a catapult and yeah, it was just like really rough. Uh Conquest itself, the whole game is just like definitely catered towards the hardcore like Fire Emblem fan. It's like it's like definitely on the hard level. Birthright in comparison was more like it was definitely easy. Um, it was a little too easy in my opinion because oh yeah, you could kind of like steamroll everything with like yeah. units. I see. Like you had like real Shima. Uh, I can't even remember his name now. Ryoma you could just like right. I think he could like steamroll like all the maps by himself. <laughs> well, I'm so I'm glad I chose Conquest then because I I wouldn't want that kind of Fire Emblem, even though it would be nice to feel like God and just like blast through everything. But yeah, yeah, no, that's you know Marco that level you described that might be the one I had a lot of trouble with because I remember. Uh, it, it might have been that one because I lost a character, and then the next the next chapter, I was I uh, I I was so much fortunate because I needed that character that I lost in in the previous chapter in order to unlock a secret mm. character. I was like, ah, oh, why did I progress? Why why uh, didn't I re- retain my perfectionist uh, mentality and just like try to try it again? <laughs> so I don't know, other, man. The other unfortunate thing is that this was like this predates the uh, Mila's turn wheel mechanic. Uh, which is basically the thing that lets you like reset your turns for like a specific amount of turns, and so you can like keep trying in case one of your loved units dies. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they included that fail safe for in like since like Shadows of Valencia and Three oh. Houses had its own thing too. 
But without that, it's even it's even more tougher to keep units alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh gosh, it's this particular game really got me frustrated at times, and it 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 got to the point where I was actually debating not getting for three houses. Because I was like, yo, I don't want this to happen again. Like, I don't want to be a perfectionist and be, like, playing the same level 25 times just to get one character across. But then, or just to, excuse me, to play the same level 25 times. And, I mean, because it sucks when you lose a character and you're like, you want it to be perfect. But then, you know, I think it, it helped that when we talked, when we played Fire Emblem Three Houses as a community, uh, we instilled the, the NGP Pact, where if you lose a person, uh, well, that's too bad. Just keep going. So that relieved me of my potential stress for the, for the Fire Emblem game. So yeah, I I wish I could have done that in Fire Emblem Conquest, but, you know, hmm. I, I just, I, I didn't have the mentality. It was just too, I had to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That pack was hard for me just because I definitely like to reset and like, Go for the perfect run. That's how I played previous Fire Emblems, but you know, we just had to do the thing, or we just we just have to keep going. We have to uh, just kind of shore up or whatever losses we take, and just keep edging on. And that's what I did. I lost Bernadetta early on in Three Houses. That was, oh. especially, that was especially painful. Oh man! I wanted to see more of her character and her story. Yeah, if a new Fire Emblem came, comes out, you know. Maybe we should try it again. <laughs> well, you, you can replay three houses if you want. <laughs> but I have like three oh, you have okay. <laughs> oh, you been... oh okay. Well, wow, that that's great. <laughs> yeah, because well, the game yeah. definitely incentivizes you the different houses and the runs and no, yeah. I, I bet and yeah, I I know that I know we can keep going out with Fire Emblem, but let's get back to 3ds games with your next 3ds game so take it away marco all right for my next 3ds game i'm gonna talk about ace attorney <laughs> yes ace attorney is a great amazing series if you have not heard of it it's based on a protagonist who is a lawyer <laughs> his name is as the titular series is called phoenix Wright. he you basically follow his journey from like a rookie attorney all the way up into like this famed miracle worker who like you know always gets an acquittal for each of his clients and he's involved with like his assistant Maya who's like uh, from the village of Kurain and is a spirit medium and they're tied together with like a Magitama stone thing that helps him like see the truth of people who are lying to him it's yeah, there's stuff like that. But <laughs> uh, what I mentioned, want to mention with this is that Ace Attorney 5 and Ace Attorney 6 are 3DS eShop exclusive. Yeah. Um, mm. Actually, there are mobile versions, but I don't really want to <laughs> recommend mobile games. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to pretend to ignore those. Uh, but <laughs> these ones are like, these are like, Way later in the series. So the first trilogy is on Switch. First three games. Uh, fourth game is has a new protagonist named named Apollo Justice. Uh, they ported that to the 3DS as well, but you can also find that on DS and Google and other places. But you know these ones were never released physically, right? In mm. North America, so I definitely recommend picking these up if you're 
interested in this series is because they're very story important. You know, this is the second trilogy in the series where Phoenix Wright makes a comeback after being absent in the fourth game. And, you know, and then in the sixth game, he goes to uh, Maya's home country and, you know, certain events unfold and, yeah. And we're still waiting on Ace Attorney 7 here. So, yeah. There, there's still like a lot of heavy investment that comes into these games um, that you definitely want to be a part of if you get into them. So, it's definitely an important one I want to stress to like don't miss out on. Oh man, I love your choice because you know what? I realized that I, I failed to include these in my list and I should have. Because I love those games. I love that franchise. I, I guess the reason I didn't is because to me those feel like full games and I just assume that you could buy them. Like, <laughs> you know, we used to. We used yeah. to. Like you said, uh, the fifth and sixth game were the, um, the only ones at that point that you could only download. And man, uh, very good calls. Though. I love the fifth game a lot. It's one of my favorite Ace Attorney games. The sixth one, uh, it really disappointed <laughs> me in many ways. But I I'm glad I played it. And I feel like with the years uh -huh. that have gone by since it came out, maybe I'm a little too harsh on it. Maybe I should replay it one of these years. Yeah, I should get another chance. It I'm interested why you didn't like it as much. Uh, Dual Destiny has had like a, like a very like pomp and like dramatic sort of story. <laughs> And yeah, then mm -hmm. the oh, yeah. thing kind of reined it back a bit, like a tad. So, right, maybe that's what you were getting at. Um, yeah, I, I love these games too. We we just got Grace Attorney Chronicles last year mm -hmm. on the Switch, and you know that was also on 3DS. But now we have that. So, yes, I'm just praying that they release these games in a second trilogy collection. But unknowing Capcom, you know, who knows what they're going to do. <laughs> Yeah, I'm oh, glad yeah. that you mentioned these games because uh, four has a special place in my heart. I remembered my first trip to Japan back in 2007. I went to a a I think it's a well I don't, I would like to say it's Kinokuniya or something similar like a Japanese bookstore and uh, they had an art book of Ace Attorney four so Apollo Justice mm. and I was so enamored mm -hmm. by the artwork and. The game itself and then i bought the game and then i you know just it, he, apollo definitely did justice to the series uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i yeah, i really one. liked this i really like this character i even though he's no phoenix right but apollo justice is just as uh cool and then dual Agreed. destiny yeah and then dual <laughs> destinies was interesting too but with spirit of justice i didn't finish it but i liked the premise and how it it felt more well, I guess <laughs> I was gonna say spiritual, but that's I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. Is yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much. But one thing that was very interesting is that when you go into court in Spirit of Justice, uh, the the way it, it it feels like you're up against the wall a lot harder than in the other games because of the yes. premise and the way you know they don't mm -hmm. believe in the modern you know the the modern justice system it's it's totally it, it feels more i don't want to say archaic but just you know uh what's the word it, it just it, it's just a lot tougher to convince wait, or what? medieval medieval oh, well there you yeah. go i mean medieval yeah. march right that's that's our <laughs> that's the game of the month but yeah it's time um, 
<laughs> there we go. <laughs> so yeah, I just I, I thought that was a very nice selling point to uh, this particular uh, entry. Damn. Yeah, these attorney games were like very like culturally like significant. Uh, surprisingly, like it's like a foreign like made up fantasy type of culture. But there's like certain J- Japan influences there that really interesting and yeah definitely a hallmark of these games the sixth game definitely embraces it yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> very nice choice very nice all right for my second 3ds game surprise surprise it's another rhythm game <laughs> <laughs> and it's an eShop exclusive and i guess in a way the big surprise is that it's a good game by game freak <laughs> <laughs> is it i'm is talking it? about harmonite oh okay i think it's like pokemon <laughs> <laughs> no i said good game <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> good game <laughs> i'm kind of kidding uh harmonite yeah it's a it's a rhythm game um not too heavy on the story but it's very very nice on the rhythm department like it has pretty cool music very unique it does have some interesting gameplay mechanics and like when you play in hard mode and you're trying to get a perfect on all the songs and all the notes of all the songs it can get pretty challenging uh, i remember having a really good time with this game uh eShop exclusive but yeah it was a lot of fun that's cool and i i've never heard of harmonite so do you think this is something that Game Freak should have made another entry to? Or have they made another entry since then? No, they have not. In, and they should, or at least port this one to the Switch. I think it should be possible. Um, it was very good. It was more of a... I felt like it was just something they wanted to try out. And it was good. I, I hope they they try different things, you know? This was a really, this is a really good game by Game Freak. Surprisingly, it's it's like a... Like you said it's a rhythm game where you basically just have to it's like an auto runner rhythm game right oh okay so like you're constantly moving uh you basically have like a jump and like a you swing like your rod or something and uh i really love this game like it had some good music i thought there, there was like very like intense like boss sections that had more intense music that went along and uh, I was really into those. There were there's a world map. There's like quirky characters. There's like a bunny that's <laughs> that's a, like a rhythm bunny that's kind of like your guide or your uh, mentor in the game. And overall, I I had a good I had a really great time with this one because I don't know I just really like rhythm games. <laughs> when Game Freak did it, it worked out well. Yeah. Like, mm. Well. This, this shows that Game Freak can make a games. Uh, <laughs> make, well, different games too. I mean, yeah, make uh, I, I never, I, I've never thought they made a rhythm game like this. So yeah, this is news to me. And, it, it, you know, just looking at some of the, the screenshots and just the gameplay, like it, it seems pretty simple and easy to pick up. And uh, I can yeah. see why this could be a must play. And, um, you know, especially, would, would you recommend this as a game for people who have never played a rhythm game in their life? I would say so, especially f- exactly because of what you said. It's very easy to pick up. It does ramp up on the challenge if you want it to, but it's super mm-hmm. easy to play because it's an auto runner, like Marco said. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. highly recommended. Yeah, it's, it's really accessible, I would say. It's pretty easy. Like, there's, like, you basically press like one button or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then. The music uh, flows really neatly with the 
the inputs that you're doing. It, it's like really fun. There's like some Pokemon music that are cameoed in there too. Yeah. <laughs> I think the bicycle theme was in there and the gym leader thing. Yeah. So if you're a Pokemon fan, you probably want to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just overall, uh, high recommend for me. I definitely I want a sequel to this. <laughs> yeah. Just because I thought uh-huh. it was really cool how it flowed with the battles and the boss battles uh, musically. So I'm definitely hoping for that too. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, back to you, Marco. What is your next 3DS game? Okay, so my next game here is going to be uh, the Pushmo series. <laughs> nice. <laughs> by, by Intelligent Systems, you know, the makers of Fire Emblem and Advance Wars and Super Mario. Um, these are, okay, I'm going to sell this really highly here. These are like my favorite puzzle games of all time. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're like environmental uh, 3D puzzlers that are based on like uh, full-on texture blocks that you basically for the first game push mode you basically have to pull out like blocks in a in like three steps at a time and then you're supposed to climb up the the block structure and then reach the flag at the top and that's the basic premise for the basically every puzzle in the game <laughs> And the thing that makes it like fun and like interesting is the the uh, the shapes change. Sometimes they base them off like Nintendo icons. Uh, there's like some that are based on like Zelda and Mario, and uh, it's it's really fun. And uh, Pushmo, I thought it was like very innovative in that space because you know you don't really see a lot of like. Puzzlers where you're like actively like roaming around with your character on the puzzle itself, right? Like, mm. you're like actively pushing it, pulling it, climbing it. Uh, you look at it at like every angle with with the camera. Um, maybe not in push mode, but in crash mode, you could do that. Um, that was a sequel, and that one was more based on like flo- falling like free floating blocks instead of like. Like a straight up push mode block that is like set in front of you. And you only ha- could look at it in one dimension. But um, yeah, that's that's what really like pulled me into it. <laughs> <Make a Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you did it push you into it? <laughs> yeah. It, it, like, it, I remember like spending like a whole Thanksgiving weekend on this just because I was so Ooh. addicted. It, it's a really good time. Like it also makes you like think like hard. Yes. These these aren't easy puzzles for anyone here because you have to be like geometric and definitely taste, test a lot of your spatial thinking. So I have a question about this because when I saw well when you mentioned the game and then I just I pulled up you know some of the screens the images and just what it's all about as you and and you've you've, you've touched upon that pretty well. Uh, it reminded me of Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on Nintendo Switch. So with that game, do you feel like that particular game filled the you know the void of oh I wish I had a Pushmo game on the Switch? Like, do you think that's do you think Captain Toad is like a Pushmo mm. but more you know just you know replace the main character with a toad and there you go to Captain Toad Treasure Tracker or is it totally different? I mean, I know yeah. not. I would say not really, just because okay. 
Now Captain Toad is more like a diorama type thing. And okay. You can't jump. You're not really climbing anything. You're just like, like the environment dictates the puzzle more than you do. In Pushmo, it's more like the opposite. Like you dictate the puzzle on the environmental um, aspect that you're that they set out for you. So definitely, I wouldn't say so, but it's akin to it in certain ways. So I can see why it, that kind of fills the same niche, but I'm definitely still missing Pushmo in my life right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and um, yeah, I definitely want them to keep coming back with that too. There's a pattern here where I just keep wanting these games to come back. Yeah. <laughs> which which is, which makes it all the more reason why you should pick these up before they're all gone. Yeah, that that was a very nice choice. I also had Pushmo in my list. I only played the first one, but I loved it. I loved it. I remember, like, it came out, I want to say, like you said, around the holidays. I remember playing a lot of it that winter. And it was exactly like you said. It was a great time, lots of thinking, lots of challenge, but very rewarding yeah. at the same time. It was very classic. I want it back, too, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I would say it would work well on Switch, right? Because it didn't yeah. really use the touchscreen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that I I can remember. There's also Pushmo World on the Wii U, which I'm is not on my Wii U list, but it's basically like the same thing, but in HD, right. and there was actually uh, level sharing in that too. Yeah, overall, Ooh, nice. this one is just like just a good time to relax with. Yeah, it may be underrated. <laughs> oh, well, I'll add to my wish list. <laughs> I nice. mean, if I can, I mean, I, I probably, I still have my 2DS, so I mean, I technically I could still get it. <laughs> Go for it. It's a good one. All right. So the next game on my list, another one of those games that released physically elsewhere, but not in North America. Um, I think this one, because it came out way too late into the 3DS's life. And I guess at that point, Nintendo just thought, I just put it on the eShop. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, Pcross 3D 2. Oh. Ooh. So Pcross 3D was, I want to say on the DS, and it was a really good uh, version of Pcross. And we got a sequel, uh, Pcross 3D 2, and it again, it only came out on the eShop. And it it's a pretty complete package. Like, it's a full-on Pcross game, and it's all in 3D, and it's really, really challenging. Like, if you think uh, Pcross games are easy, especially if you play the, the larger ones and you still want a challenge... Pcross 3D definitely has it. It's a lot more complicated because you have to approach the puzzles in three angles, in three directions, and there's a lot wow. to keep track of. Uh, okay. Like a, a single puzzle can take you over an hour, and if you make a mistake, you kind of want to or feel like you have to start over. Uh, but yeah, I would recommend this game if you like hard puzzle games for sure. Wow. I didn't even know you could put Pcross in 3D. <laughs> yeah. I can't even... How does that even work? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you buy it, you'll find out. <laughs> I, I mean, is there a free demo for this, Sergio? Or is DF just have to buy it? Or Yeah, there's actually a demo uh, on the eShop. The game is $30. Oh. And I would recommend it still. I know it's a little bit of a high price, but if you like puzzle games, try out the demo. And if it's not too challenging, oh. which might be surprising because I thought it was too hard. Uh, but yeah, there's a demo. You can try it out. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I I haven't played much Picross in my life. I, I did 
just pick up like Picross S6 or S7 mm. one of those. Uh, because of the puzzle game of the month, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys talked about that. And uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's like similar to that where you, like the picture comes out and um like is there pictures in it or Well you you're carving like figures in three D. They're made of blocks, oh, yeah. so they're kinda like Lego ish. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let me tell you they their challenge is here for sure. Okay. That's wow. That makes me intrigued. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, yeah, I'm going to check this out <laughs> if I can. All right. Okay, so for my next game, I want to talk about a, another weird series. Because <laughs> the 3DS had some, like, really... DSR basically had, like, really weird and quirky games. That, um, I was more, like, a symbolic of Nintendo at the time. And one of these on the eShop was the Vempamen. Uh, they came by wave. Yeah, I think it was a <laughs> Oh. So this is basically a AR-enabled game where you basically you use the 3DS's camera function to basically look around like your IRL environment, and then there would be like these Dempamen floating around hanging around like <laughs> in groups and you're basically what you're supposed to do is like capture them and uh i think using your photo finder thing and then they join you in game and form a team of them and once again these are like these are like like aliens i think they're supposed to be like alien men with costumes in jumpsuits <laughs> 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 and you recruit them to your team and go through like dungeons that are like based on Dragon Quest almost like oh this is an RPG right so you're going to go around dungeons with them and you're going to fight like a boss and it's going to be like in the Dragon Quest style with which like your party members are all together in a team and you take turns and you unleash moves that are um, I believe they're like individual to each kind of Dempaman because they're like kinds of Dempaman here. Like there's red oh, wow. ones that have like <laughs> fire powers, blue ones have like water powers, uh, green ones were like specialized in like um, special abilities. Like oh, I can't remember right now, but he was like teleporting, stuff like that, healing. Um, <laughs> so they had like specific roles too. Um, Overall, it's like really quirky. There's like a silly story with it. I I enjoyed it probably more than I deserved to, <laughs> <laughs> just because it's so weird. But it was cool. I it, it was really neat how I used the photo fu- the photo function just to yeah. It's mm-hmm. a little like Pokemon Go ish in that way. <laughs> right, right. Because you're like just hunting them down, and they yeah. You you have me a Pokemon Go. <laughs> I think I'll probably have to take a look. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they like had specific environments that you can find them in, I think. So they weren't like randomized or had habitats in your real life. So maybe you would find them like mm-hmm. outside. You'd be more likely to find like red ones. Um, yeah. Just uh, it's quirky. Again. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Good choice. 
good choice. I, uh, I know it's a franchise. I know there's like a lot of those games. And I'm pretty sure like at least one of the the more recent ones has a demo. So check it out if you're interested. I, I think I tried it and it was like really weird and fun. So yeah, good, good choice. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. For my last choice, I'm kind of cheating because this is not a 3DS exclusive, but a lot of people can only get this game via the 3DS's uh, virtual console. I'm talking about Pokemon Gold and Silver. Oh. Oh. Because I know a lot of people, this is their favorite uh, generation or their favorite region in the Pokemon universe. And there was a very long time that people couldn't get this game, you know, in the format, in the original format, because this was back on the Game Boy days. Uh, We do have uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which are the remakes on the DS. But for those that want the authentic experience, this is a very easy way to get it. You get gold, silver, um, even crystal. You can get crystal too. Uh, Again, these are virtual console games on the 3DS, but they just work like we remember them. They they just work and they're awesome games. Uh, Really good Pokemon games for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I almost forgot about that Uh, (laughs) since Heart and Gold Soul Silver came out. Uh, for the 3ds but yeah that's that's great that these were accessible and they're only ten dollars and i'm looking at the size of each game and they're only 11 megabytes Can you, that just blows my mind how such a amazingly big game right like pokemon gold and silver and, and crystal can be sque- can just be scrunched up into this small file size like that is wild to me yeah yeah these games are like infamous for like uh iwata's involvement into like making right. like a whole second generation in there like the cancer region was included just because he was able to program it at the last minute it's a famous story um yeah that's right uh good call out i mean satori wada i mean rest in peace i mean the what he's done for nintendo and for games like this has just been it's just amazing like yeah he like I, I've heard stories about like just his programming prowess and and like what Marco said, the way he's able to uh, include Kanto in such a way that is just it's like it 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 literally seems like magic. And I, and I'm a developer, so it's just like I don't I actually want to know how oh, he's wow. able to do that. So yeah. it, it, some of the things that I've heard that he was able to do were just ahead of its time. And I mean, you have someone like him working on these games, you know, it's going to be amazing. So yeah, that's. It's a good, uh, good pick, Serge. I like this one. <laughs> and I think the Pokemon games on Game Boy Virtual Console were able to like you can transfer them to uh, Pokemon Bank. Yeah, to Pokemon Bank, and then to the other more oh. modern games. But I think you also needed like uh, a few different apps to do that, like OK Transport, yeah. right? And uh, I forgot what the other one. I think it was just Poker Transporter and Pokemon Bank. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's also like a novel feature that's going to be gone with all this. Yeah, that's true. This is like the, oh, man. This is like the only way that you're able to uh, get the Pokemon from the old games, Game Boy games, like, yeah. carry them forward. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, well, it's still available. And for $10 for each of the, the versions, you can't go wrong. So Cool. All right, so we're going to talk about our favorite Wii U games, and we're going to do the whole round robin thing. So we'll start with Marco, then Sergio, then myself, and like 
on the 3DS, I would just mention one game <laughs> that I would recommend. <laughs> uh, but we'll start with you, Marco. Go ahead. What is your first pick? I'm going to go with another good one, like last time. Mm-hmm. Has, th- is deserving of its greatness here. This is going to be Dr. Luigi. Ooh. Really? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You know, Dr. Luigi, he earned a PhD out of nowhere just because he can. <laughs> you know, all those years of schooling is probably what got him his angriness. But <laughs> Dr. Luigi is uh, an incredible take on, on Dr. Mario because now you have the pills are L shaped. And that was this game's kind of like hook is that you know, since it's, you're working with Dr. Luigi now, not Dr. Mario, you're going to be working with L shaped pills of his. Maybe they're proprietary. Who knows? Uh, there is there is a single mode that was called Operation L, where you worked with these, and then also had like a germ buster mode uh, that was like touchscreen based with the Wii U's gamepad. Um, this game I actually really liked playing this. It also had online, uh, where you could play against your friends. Uh, L-shaped pills like kind of like fundamentally changed the gameplay of Dr. Mario <laughs> in, a, in a surprisingly dif- significant way because um, mm. now you can like you know, since the pills are like three-sided you can like do new combos with them and attach match colors and like uh, <laughs> more ways than you could before um, now, now you can uh, just kind of like kind of get stuck with the L-shaped pills, too. So, like, as you're, yeah. like, raining them down, they're going to be, like, um, um, just going to get, like, stuck in corners that you wouldn't expect because it's, like, harder to, like, work with, like, pills that are, like, you know, that huge because they're huge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's just, like, overall fun. Uh, Dr. Luigi also made a cameo in Dr. Mario Roku Q. <laughs> huh. I was also on 3DS shop. And uh, just because it was so good, I guess <laughs> this this game needs to live on. Uh, it's also like the only game that's the only Doctor Mario game that's like you know, in HD and um, that we currently mm. have. So right. we definitely are still waiting on another Doctor Mario for the Switch. Um, did you guys play this? One? I did not. Um, Me either. I was did not like. When you hear about an L-shaped pill, yeah, that's probably something you shouldn't be <laughs> drinking or taking. Uh, I'll take your word for it, yeah. but as far as the game comes, I'll take the L on that one. <laughs> oh, okay. I knew that was going to come that was up. That's good. What, but I, I find it interesting because this is another game that just, as you've mentioned, Marco, it's like, why don't we have something like this on the Switch? You know, why don't we have a Dr. Mario game on the Switch? Yes, I, I agree with, yes. Yeah, Dr. Yoshi. So, Dr. Yoshi, <laughs> let's do it. Dr. Yoshi, and it would just be eggs. Or Y-shaped pills or X-shaped pills, why not? Yeah, why, try why anything. not? <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to see a Dr. Yoshi. That would be More cool. like Dr. Y. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Y. <laughs> why are we doing this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, I I think Nintendo's like, oh, we're not gonna do it now. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I it's, it's still a possibility. Maybe maybe they'll say something at E three. You don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe 
Oh yeah, they're saving the big ones for E3, right? <laughs> yeah, Doctor Y <laughs> over Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> I mean, we do have uh, the Doctor Mario on the N64 online, but you know that one's a little old. Right. It's not the same. It's not HD. Yeah. <laughs> you need the the modern. You know, we need the modern doctors, right? The ones who are able to cure us in the most efficient, the best. It has, has all the cure, right? Yeah. The old doctors. I mean, you know, I don't want to disrespect any old doctors, but yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't know where I'm going with this. I just want to do Doctor Mario game. <laughs> we need a miracle okay, cure. Okay, well, yeah. We we do we do. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, I did not expect that, and I will consider getting Doctor Luigi if I mean. Oh, I need to find my Wii U first. Oh man. Okay. Well, that's that's another story. Anyway, <laughs> Sergio, you're up. All right, man. Th- I'm very curious if anybody out there in our discord community which you should join by the way if you haven't or or any of our listeners have heard of this game because i feel like it was awesome but it got obscured by other games and just like quote-unquote triple a traditional retail games i'm talking about armillo and you play as a little armadillo and it's kind of like Marble Madness, kind of like Super Monkey Ball, but more level-based, more puzzle-based than, like, like you don't necessarily control the level, you control the armadillo. And it was actually pretty fun. It, it was, like, a good um, exclusive game on the Wii U at the time, and it was it was fun. Like, when at a time when a lot of like eShop games weren't out there. Armillo was there and it was fun. I don't think it came out on anything else and it didn't lead to anything. I've been looking for a Switch port for since the Switch was out and it hasn't happened and I don't think it's even been rumored. But yeah, Armillo was pretty fun. Is it a long game? Like how how was the the game itself? Like was it challenging? Was it long? Like was it, uh, it was it fun? was pretty challenging, uh, but it was fun all the way throughout. Um, n- not too long, but you know, g- good amount of challenge, good amount of length too. Does he have any relation to Dylan? <laughs> oh, Dylan's rolling western. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know they should be because there's not that many armadillos in video gaming. Um, there yeah. should be more, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, no relation. Okay. Uh, you said it was a what kind of game? It's kind of like a puzzle oh. game, uh, but like puzzle action because you actually like jump around and there's boss fights and everything. Yeah, it, it was fun. Oh man, uh, oh, just because of the the armadillo, I feel kind of sold on it already. <laughs> oh, <laughs> does it make you feel fuzzy wuzzy? Because because that's what I mean. That's the developer fuzzy wuzzy games. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes for sure (laughs) alright well you hear that fuzzy wuzzy game we would like this on the switch yes (laughs) we do oh bring it back I yeah I've never heard this until you mentioned it I'm like okay yeah I've heard of it but I didn't really look into it I didn't even I don't think I knew it was a puzzle game Um, Mm. I am for more like or these like action-y puzzle games where you're actually like controlling a character uh, as opposed to like you know, just controlling the puzzle itself or just right mm-hmm. so that itself always makes me like interested yeah i mean 
this is this is quite a pick surge. I I did not expect an armadillo <laughs> <laughs> from a video game. So, um, yeah. Now now I'm now I'm invested. I want to figure out a way to play this game now. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm I'm seeing that it is on Steam. So oh. if you want to check it out, yeah. Oh, I just have to get. I have to open up my my old PC laptop and see if uh, this still works. And if it does, then count me in, <laughs> Arm Armillo. <laughs> nice. I'll see if I can uh, try it somewhere. <laughs> it, it, it sounds cool. <laughs> do, do think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, with that. I have my one Wii U game. <laughs> that I'm, I'm like so curious what it is. <laughs> You're curious? Yes, uh, it is DuckTales Remastered. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, it is. As a fan of the original DuckTales game from the Nintendo Entertainment System, how could you not play the remastered version on the Wii U? <laughs> and handled by, handled by a team at WayForward, I mean... It was gonna be good. I I mean, just you have your classic levels. You have you know the the moon, the African mines, the Himalayas. I mean, it, it it just brought me back, but with a fresh new coat of paint, and the voice acting. I mean, yeah, you have. I mean, it's not a long game. You, you need the five main stages, but I I it just felt pretty nice in an HD package, and and I I, I had a, I had quite a bit of fun with it, and. <laughs> It, it kind of makes me want this on the Switch. I mean, I really think... I, I don't know why they... I wish they did. I I, I still... I, there's a lot of DuckTales fans out there, I'm sure. Uh, and, I mean, you can't go wrong with this. I, and and the, the music, ooh, yeah. just brings you back. Just brings you back to those old days where you're... You're just trying to get as much money and, and just trying not to die. And you're... Yeah, you're... It's, it's a pretty cool platformer. Uh, I... I yeah, I, I think this is definitely worth playing if you haven't already. I, I hope it's still in the eShop. I know they they did pull it out and they brought it back in. Uh, I, I, I hope it's still there because it deserves to be played. If you're a DuckTales fan, definitely have to play this. So, yeah. Have you guys played this before? Uh, so, you know, what you were just saying about how can anyone not play this? I Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh no! I wanted to. I, I don't know why I never oh, got no. around to picking it, this one up. Um, I always loved what I've seen of this. Like you control Scrooge, right? Uncle Scrooge, and then you're, yes. you're bouncing Scrooge. around through every level on a cane. And then mm -hmm. I don't know why that entices me. Just because it reminds me of like Cranky Kong and Tropical Freeze. <laughs> and the way he bounced around <laughs> on his cane, he was able to like withstand spikes with that uh mm -hmm. yeah this sounds cool to me like i've always wanted to play it but i i just don't know much about it other than that uh i also remember the just how amazing that end credits theme is the moon song yes yeah oh yes. yeah and we featured it on a music episode once oh. <laughs> we d very good we did yeah that's a callback yeah oh it's a great theme I, I have it stuck in my head right now. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That that's a good game choice. Um, I shouldn't have been surprised. That's a good one. I yeah. I I didn't play it either. I'm sorry. I did play oh, no. the original. It's okay. And oh. yeah, like same with Mark. I'm not sure why I didn't play this one, but like it's a I, the original was awesome. So I should have. But yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, it was just 
it was just one of those games that you know people didn't really expect to come and and yes. i mean but uh, you know it's never too late the uh, I, I i hope <laughs> i hope it's still there should be the shop. now they but delisted yeah. it at yeah. one yeah. point but yes. then they brought it back so they did yeah they did yeah we mentioned that yeah uh hmm. but yeah it's well there you have it folks ducktales remastered my one loan uh <laughs> wii u game that i would recommend they should go on the eShop. I mean, there are other Wii games I have played, the very few, but oh. this one... Do you have a question? Did it use the gamepad in any way to enhance it? Um, I don't remember. I don't think so. I I, 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 I would say... I would, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't think so because it was on no. other platforms, too. Right. Yeah, I, I don't... Yeah, it was just straight up, you know, just DuckTales. Yeah. And I don't... It, yeah, it didn't really... Right. I don't think it really took advantage of that, but I mean... The, the, but it looked really nice in HD, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, back to you, Marco. What you got for us? Okay, here's another one. There's a game called Runner 2 that is part of the Bitrip series. Um, these are, like, a, an indie game, like, uh, the phenomenon that was, like, really popular on the Wii. We had, like, Bitrip V, Bitrip Core, Bitrip Void... Then you had Bitrip Runner. Mm-hmm. There's a fourth entry, and uh, this one is the one that f- most fans like liked the most because um, it was an auto yes. runner too. A-, a-, a lot like Harmonite, you basically had to like had like functions like jumping and kicking, and uh, there's also a spring where you sprung from and do like. Uh, you go through levels with the with these rhythm actions, and it was, it, it was the most well like because you actually got to control like Commander Video um, character. And then they came out with Runner Two. It was basically the basically everything a Bitrip Runner was, but better. Uh, you now you can do like freestyle moves while you're you're doing you're running through the levels and yeah. they added more actions like you can do like do like slide kicks you can do like uh jump kicks you can do karate chops on like uh spring walls that came up in each level there's a lot of stuff that they added and mm-hmm. uh they added like more like universe characters that were like defined because the original bit trip series was like more like abstract uh storytelling but here we have characters like commander girl video and more characters like uh i think they had might have had a kid kid or two <laughs> and <laughs> yeah it, it, this one was really fun if you you knew bitch up and runner then this one just like carried it forward in a really really defined newly defined way uh we have runner three on the switch now but um, mm-hmm. but you improved the formula even more. But the second game right. is still like really worth playing. Um, I would say so. They don't want to like miss out yeah. on this one. No, mm-hmm. no, that that's a good choice. I I remember being excited for that one. And I you know I played two and three. Um, three didn't entice me as much. I yeah, I'm with you. I think two was just better. And I remember back in the day one big like selling point for this game is that it was narrated by charles martinet like he's yeah. doing mm-hmm. his regular like traditional 
100% his voice. And, I mean, he has a good narrator voice, so it was a good choice. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, like, narrates, like, the story sections, I think. And the cut-ins, yes. like, mm-hmm. he'll mention, like, random adverts that are, like, made up for the world. <laughs> yes. Because there was, like, one for, like, a milk carton. <laughs> stuff like that it's really funny yeah oh uh, nice that that was a good, good choice it's a good choice and i did play it on steam so i Ooh. i did not play on wii u but i definitely played on steam and it was that's it, it definitely uh definitely is a a gem uh the second one i haven't played the third one but yeah that's cool nice. uh, I, I have to make a quick correction so for the ducktales remaster game i i don't know why i forgot but the the gamepad can be used oh, in minimap, okay. so that's just to yeah. But mm, okay, yeah. But anyway, back to back to the show, uh, Sergio. What do you got? For us? All right, so I had Runner Two on my list as well, uh, but I think Marco pretty much covered it. Like it, it was a good game, um, definitely my favorite of the. Well, I didn't play the first one, and I feel like I should because I like the second one um, a good amount. Uh, pretty challenging these these uh, rhythm games too, so I'll move on to the third game on my list. In in like at the end of my 3ds list, this is kind of cheating because this is a virtual console game technically. This is a game that came out on the Wii, but if you wanted to get it digitally, you can do so through the Wii U by downloading the full game. And I'm talking about Trauma oh. Team. Oh, yes. This is the, sadly, it's the last game in the Trauma Center franchise. Um. And I guess Trauma Team just didn't sell well at all. And therefore, Uh. we haven't had a new one. And it's unfortunate because it tried so many new things. It's actually, if you think about it, it's actually six different games in one. Uh, Six different aspects of... um, medicine in a way but like turning medicine or, or or a hospital environment into a game in six different ways you know they're all not like completely different from each other but they're different in it different enough and each one has a main protagonist and they have different storylines some are more funny some are more serious uh but I mean, it's like getting six different games in one, all of them tied together in the end, like all their, all of the characters' storylines connect at the very end. And it's a really great game. I'm just so sad that this franchise hasn't come back. It's one of my last hopes to have on the Switch, maybe some year. So it's basically like a surgery operating type of thing. Um, yeah um, basically different ways to do surgery are some of the different games like there's endoscopy it's its own thing even like criminal investigations has its own uh, approach Uh, one that works with just bones and bone structure that's a different one too and then just traditional surgery like the older trauma center games is it more like is it kind of like a visual novel it's it's more like a simulation right I mean right yeah, it's more gameplay focused. I guess the story sequences in in between are are voice acted. There's not really like a lot of of reading. Uh, one of the uh, I guess one of the the games that make up the game are like the I don't want to say mini game because they're pretty like fully fledged games that make up this collection in in a way. Uh, uh, diagnostics. It is kind of a point and click or like uh, multiple choice type of thinking yeah it's a very unique very unique approach uh, i've been curious about this one uh, 
Yeah, the reason I know it was like surgery based is just because I've heard of the subtitles that are so prominent, like trauma team, under the knife. Uh, right, right, right. Another <laughs> one that I don't, I'm forgetting. Um, that definitely sounds mm-hmm. interesting. I, is it like tension filled just because it sounds kind of engineering? <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, some are more serious than others, but the ones that are serious, yeah. Oh. It, I mean, the tension is definitely dialed up, especially towards the later missions in the game. Yeah, you don't wanna, you don't want to lose your patient for sure. You you don't want to lose your patient or your patients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I did not play Trauma Team, but I did play Trauma Center Under the Knife on the DS. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, nice, nice. that was the only one I played, but I <laughs> I got a bit stressed out playing that because like I didn't want to <laughs> lose a patient. But yeah, yeah. I, I think. But Trauma Team, man, I oof. That's partly why I didn't get Trauma Team, but I felt like I missed out after hearing mm-hmm. what you had to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, look, this is another series that won the Switch, right? I mean, unless they're yes. done. I mean, oh, I, I hope they're not done, because... Resuscitated. Last <laughs> one was on the Wii? Yes. Mm-hmm. This series has taken a break. It can come out with, like, a collection or something? Yeah, it's it's in a coma, I guess. Oh no! That's too good, man. Yeah. Good. Oh man, you well, you get brownie points for that surge. <laughs> All right. Well, back to you, Marco. What is your next Wii U game on the list? Okay, here's a good one by a certain developer called Indie Zero. Uh, mm-hmm. If you know them from like Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm, we have NES Remix. NES Remix is actually like a Mm. It's based on like NES Nintendo games or you could like uh mix up uh like NES Super Mario Brothers, NES Metroid, NES Zelda, Legend of Zelda, and then uh they're like it's WarioWare esque where like you're supposed to like time them uh and into like a minigame fashion and you're trying to have like objectives. And what they do that's really cool is that they mix up the themes uh together so like you can have like mario in a zelda environment and then you're playing a mini game uh fashioned right. of mario doing something like game zelda gameplay focused and that's really fun uh there was like a there was like a couple games here there was an nes remix one and two there's a um ultimate nes remix i think they added later on for like 3ds so there's there's some options out there but you know for the originals it's like yeah the, uh, these are good ones to get to um mm. just because you can be like scored with like uh if i recall yeah like rainbow uh achievements here and then you get you used to be able to compare like your scores with like your friends via Meavers, i think and then that just kind of went away already but mm-hmm. Any NES remix is like if you like old school Nintendo games, you definitely want to check this out just because it, it incorporates them in a really fun way. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned these. I played the first NES remix, and I just liked how they were able to take, as you 
you mentioned just like you know little excerpts from you know just these classic games and there will be different tasks that you have to do to speed run through and i think it's a nice way to you know give these old games a a nice fresh coat of paint but in a different challenge and yeah it's pretty nice to to have this uh on the wii u uh i I, I, you know, playing this made me realize how much I missed those old games. I mean, oh gosh, like just some of the challenges that they had, and yeah, I'm. Why is this on the Switch? <laughs> I keep saying, I keep saying these things about every game, but yeah, no, this is cool. Um, this Not this definitely back, yeah. is, you know, Nintendo, you're hearing us, right? Want it back, uh, Sergio? Have you played these? I played a little bit of the first one, uh, very, very little, but it was uh, a good mix-up. And um, I agree with how Marco described it. It's like getting your the franchises that we're used to in very different scenarios. So yeah, it was a it was a fun time, for sure. Yeah. They could do something like a Senior's Remix too. Like uh, that would be even more incredible. Yeah. Right. Oh goodness! Yeah. Sixty. Yeah, I mean, I would like that. You know. Well, <laughs> SNES first, you know, have have a challenge in like Super Mario World. Maybe you have to like stop like 100 Goombas <laughs> <laughs> or 100 Koopa Troopas. And then uh, there's also maybe you can include an F Zero challenge, right? You you have to get a specific. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Yeah, but there's not a lot you can do with that. It's like all time attack. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, or maybe something with Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, there's a lot of yeah. possibilities. So there's like so much potential here, like. Just a possibility that are like kind of fogging my mind here. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. why I really want to mm-hmm. see it, just because play around with like the level mechanics and try to stay true to like certain aspects of the of each game themselves. Like you know, there's like parts where like entering a dungeon in Zelda and fight enemies in there, like you would in the actual Legend of Zelda, but now you're like Mario or something. So it's just really cool how they implement. It the game so truthfully while still uh have you controlling like a different universe different game character you you know this actually reminds me of one of our game of the months uh early last year uh when we did the like the the nso or nintendo switch online snes games and we did like you know kind of like a a competition kind of like, like a like you know, we would have different games. Like you know, for Super Metroid, we had to see like how what's what what's your fastest time to you know complete the very first level where you have to escape through the thing. And uh, it, it, so it kind of reminded me of that. It's that. What a callback, right? And uh, it's basically that, but just we want Nintendo to carry for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but okay. Well, that's yeah, that's a great uh, you know good good choices, Marco. Uh, Marco, did you have any more that you would like to highlight for us? Yeah, so basically our lists are kind of short just because the Wii U eShop exclusive list is kind of small. <laughs> you know, the Wii U is just... Uh, <laughs> I see. Uh, was more heavily focused on the virtual console. But <clears throat> right. what I want to more focused on is more uh, eShop exclusive here. Um, so one that we have is called... This came out with like a Star Fox Zero. It was called Star Fox Guard. Hmm. <laughs> mm. This was okay. an interesting one. This is like a what do I call it? Like a tower defense game, sort of. Right. 
basically mm. it used both screens and the premise is that you're like you are slippy and you work you're working with your uncle Rippy here who is uh <laughs> i think you're like trying to command a, like a, the security of a a station or something and you have like monitors that are going to be displayed on the top screen and then you have like a another view on the bottom screen where you can see like uh robots or like they're like forces of andros maybe <laughs> they come in and basically mm-hmm. like setting up there's like a phase where you set up like your security cameras and your turrets around like a playing field where they come in and you're like trying to defend certain points um it was really novel especially for star fox like you wouldn't mm-hmm. really expect something mm-hmm. like this but <laughs> right, Nintendo doesn't right. really do like tower defense op- often so this is still like really unique yeah it's interesting because i remembered early last decade tower defense games were a thing like it was so popular especially in mobile games i'm wondering if nintendo got inspiration from those sort of tower defense games and just thought hey let's do it in the star fox uh environment and see how that goes um maybe i i don't know if that's exactly the case but i would imagine they took some sort of inspiration from that i was thinking more like they uh at the time miyamoto was like trying to figure out more like novel ways to use the gamepad and you know like create more games that right. are like in line with that you know that uh what do you call it yeah, asymmetric gameplay and and right you know mm-hmm. the tower defense game that like uses both screens and like i think it was really cool it was well it was well done in that respect um and that's why they did it the way that they included it with like i believe it was like first print copies of star fox zero um mm-hmm and so it was more like a bonus than like an actual game, but it was still like a neat like little concept that maybe right. we'll uh, we'll see something again with that in the future. But uh, it, it's uh, it's definitely like a Wii U, a unique experience. Yeah, definitely. I I totally missed this one. I did not realize it, this was a thing <laughs> and how it was bundled with Star Fox Zero uh, right. when it first came out in uh, April 2016. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, and it's so available, right? I mean, we, I mean, I, if I just find my Wii U, I can, I can get yeah. this. <laughs> um, so it came out with like first print copies, Star Fox Zero, but, mm-hmm. uh, but that was only the first print, and now we have, and I think when you got it, it, it was only available like a, as a code in the box, and so right. we had to like um, redeem it through the eShop, so, you know, once the eShop closes, you won't be able to redeem it anymore, so right. mm-hmm. yeah, definitely mm-hmm. take, your, take your guard up with that. <laughs> ah, we- <Okay. laughs> I would not expect anything less. <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, that uh, that is a interesting choice, and I wish I could have played it. I mean, I, I guess I, could, I still could if I found my Wii U. But yeah, that's awesome that you mentioned this one. So here I have one more game on my list. I'm going to talk about Wii Sports Club. Mm. As, mm-hmm. uh, 
we have switch sports incoming really soon here (laughs) yeah uh this kind of takes up after that uh you know this is based on the original wii sports more uh accurately you have it's actually based on me's you know not yeah they're like (laughs) splatoon animal crossing characters (laughs) Uh, sports here you know we had like baseball we had uh, golf, tennis, all of the staples of the original, including boxing, which is like a lot of people's favorites from the original Wii Sports. Um, a lot of them played really well, and the, the gimmick of this game is that Wii Sports Club had you like sign up and be a part of like regional clubs, and you, know, you had like rankings within each club, and you can actually compete against other clubs online and that was really fun uh game required wii motion plus to play the sports mm. games now it so it wasn't just like original was like wii flicking it's more like the sequels uh sports resorts uh wii motion plus right um mm-hmm. aiming and uh format was interesting because you could you were actually able to like rent out each sport oh yeah uh interesting hmm. and then uh you could rent them out or you could like buy the physical release or you can like have like each uh every sport in one but that's like that's going to be like shot through the roof now in price so uh yeah, you definitely want to check this out if you're a Wii Sports fan. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I like the concept that you could like rent it out for like a weekend if you, you know, had like a free weekend or like a party at the time. And I wish uh, Switch Sports had kept the ability to buy just the sports you wanted because I really want bowling. But I think that's the only one I really want. And I wish I could just buy bowling. But yeah, that, that was a cool <laughs> feature of uh, Wii Sports Club. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm the same in the same boat. I I was most likely interested, or well, interested in just bowling and tennis. But uh, I do like how they showed off golf, though, during that one E3 that they show off this game. And mm-hmm. you know, you're able to, you know, place the ball on the, you know, like like you have your game pad and you can put in the balls on the ground, and then you can like oh, right. literally swing your your Wiimo <laughs> to like, you know, hit the the ball with the golf club. And those are so nice. It was just really like, oh man, or the golf club being your Wiimote, but yeah, that's cool. I I thought right. this was a nice, uh, innovative thing that they did to, to build on top of what they already have with with the Wii before. So, yeah, Wii Sports Club, man. Oh, oh that was funny. How did just, I miss this? Yeah, um, that was funny because then they had the golf club the, on the game had that was like one of the first trailers. For oh the yeah, game. yeah. But like, then they didn't come out with this until like years later <laughs> yeah yeah so it was, it was like finally having like that proof of concept for the wii like actually come out was like edifying uh but yeah overall this one was like this is really fun uh let's say it's like an advancement of wii sports yeah good way uh i don't think i don't think anyone has ever like that it was inferior inferior to wii sports just the formatting right. was mm. odd um it's a bit underrated because people don't talk about it as much but yeah i would like if you want to try out like sports of so wii sports with like more improved aiming or like wii sports resort you would 
Hopefully do well to check this one out. Yeah, I mean, and hopefully do so before Nintendo Switch Sports comes out. <laughs> um, yeah. Unless they have the whole club concept in Switch Sports, but yeah, I mean... But yeah, I mean, it's nice to have these sort of games too, and... I always wondered if it would have been a good decision for them to bundle Wii Sports Club with the Wii U upon launch, but you know we'll, we'll never know because mm. when they did that for Wii Sports on the Wii, I thought that was that was a really nice idea, and I mean it just really took Nintendo to a different platform with like you know having games that are a bit more innovative, more accessible. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I I didn't play Sports Club, but I would imagine it, it was a pretty solid title. And yeah, like it definitely is. It, it definitely seems underrated because I I don't hear people talk about it enough. So right, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, well, uh, well, there we have it, folks. Those are all of our 3DS and Wii U games that we consider as favorites that you should get before the eShop closes. What'd you guys think? Quite that was quite a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. variety. It was yeah. nice. Especially from <laughs> you guys. I just have one each. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I appreciate listening to you guys about your list. That was really nice. Yeah, you know, I, each of these games are like special. Like I try to hit on the just solid ones that are worth taking a look into, worth like Deserving in your library just because these are going to go away and try to focus on the eShop exclusive ones that are not found like physically but uh, digitally. They don't want, mm-hmm. You know, like Ace Attorney, Wii Sports Club, those games are digital uh, only and including Push Mode, Crash right. Mode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just I'd say we did really good picks here. Yeah. I definitely like sure picture just picks with the trauma team one uh one I didn't think about uh, come on mellow <laughs> yeah and you had some good picks too Marco I I liked how you mentioned runner 2 runner 2 is de- definitely noble and Dr. Luigi never thought that would be talked about on the show now yeah. I know I mean <laughs> Now we want Dr. Y. I mean, Dr. Yoshi. Oh, no. What's <laughs> <laughs> happening? Uh, Dr. Yoshi, man. Yoshi, the doctor. Dr. Now y. <laughs> yes. Dr. Y. Oh, save us, Serge. What, what is next on the agenda? <laughs> All right. We have answers to last week's weekly question of the week for last week, which we asked last week, and we're answering this week, and you're going to hear it next week, I think. <laughs> It gets confusing. This this is getting oh, really out of hand. But we asked, since we got a demo for Kirby and the Forgotten Land, what other game that is coming out you do you want a demo for? So we're going to read the answers. Um, can we go Kevin, then Marco, then myself? Yes. Sounds good. All right. So Shy Guy mentions Strikers. Yep. yep. Yes. Great choice. Very yeah, can't wait. And it's it's not like we don't know if we want to buy the game. We just want to play <laughs> exactly. it sooner. We just want to play it. Yeah. yeah. That's the only reason. <laughs> okay, next. Big Shot says Advance Wars. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. I think with the delay, they, they're going to have more time to put out a demo. So I, I think it's a safe bet for sure. Absolutely. It definitely makes it more likely. Yeah. 
Naprat said Splatoon 3, a test fire showing everyone what's different about the sequel compared to Splatoon 2. Yes, that's a very good point. Just like a, a, a splat fest or a splat test in general, like just, just, yeah. This mm-hmm. is another one of those. We want it. We just want to play it sooner. You need it now. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yes. You need it now. <laughs> All right. We have Figment. He mentioned Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, mainly to see how well it runs on the Switch, given the fact that older, much smaller Lego games don't run great on the system. Ah. Yeah, That that's an interesting comment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't play a lot of lego games i think the last lego game i played was the i think lego island that was on i played on the pc so that was like a long time ago um Mm. (laughs) but yeah that was oh my gosh that was from 1997 holy shoot i am old yeah i remember playing that when i was really young and yeah oh boy anyway that's a that's a guarded approach there (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right (laughs) We have the real TJ, and he says, I would love a Strikers demo. I think I will pick up the game, but I would like to get to know the game mechanics a bit better before buying it. I've not played one before, mm. so I'm looking mm. forward to fully play the demo. That makes sense. Like That's a good approach to, to get familiar with a franchise that you're, that you're not familiar with. Just try out the demo. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen this series in like years. Since the Wii, so definitely yeah. a good one to remind yeah, for sure. people with. To Roberto said, a demo to me is trying something to decide before you buy. I already pre-ordered Strikers, and I know I will get Splatoon 3 and Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. So it would be a shame to waste a demo on those. I'm unfamiliar with the Advanced War series, so I'll pick that as my answer. Or, if I want to experience a terrible racing game that is not Mario Kart, I can pick up Chocobo Racing, so I can laugh about it when I actually have tried it and not wasting money on it. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a controversial opinion. You know, to Roberto, there's a light version of Chocobo Racing, and it's downloaded already on my Switch. I'm going to check it out. So I guess it's like a demo. So oh. your wish has been granted. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's. Okay. Okay. It's I don't free. know how I don't know how much you can actually play, but yeah, it's it's the light version. Well, I'm gonna download it after this episode. I would like to see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've. What? <laughs> I heard some not savory things about chocolate. Yeah. Today. Oh, you mean the the M word. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the micro microtransactions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's. Mm. I'm still gonna check it out tonight just to see if I like the game. You know, usually with games with MTXs, I don't. If I like the game enough, I won't mind as much as long as I don't strictly have to pay for anything. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, roller skating chocobo was too pure for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, awesome. And then, last but not least, we have Cube. What hasn't been said yet? Oh, I would love to see a demo for the Portal Collection so I can point it to when I recommend it anyway. It would have to be a (laughs) short original experience, though. Wouldn't want to ruin the main game's puzzles. Mm. That is an interesting answer. I 
I would hope that could be a realistic situation. And yeah, it'd be cool to see a demo yeah. for the Portal Collection, uh, just for those who haven't played it. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty well-known, popular series. Uh, I For those who haven't played it, I hope there's a demo for it. So yeah, I mean... Right, and I like I like Hugh's approach of he loves the franchise so much that he knows he's gonna recommend it, and it will be easier to do that with a demo. That that's a yeah. nice, that nice approach. I, I like that too. Yeah, this is another one I haven't played, it, even though it's so yeah so long. Well, if there's a demo, Cube's gonna tell you to play a demo, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm gonna do that even without his recommendation. Ah, there you go. All right, you're one step ahead of the game. Very good. <laughs> definitely excited for that yeah oh it's gonna be a good one for sure so for my answer for this question i mean it's one again it's one of those that i just want to play it sooner um it's tough it's a tough choice i i'm just gonna go with splatoon 3 only because i well it's not coming out before strikers right so man Mm -hmm. i'm still gonna go with splatoon 3 i feel like i want to know what's different between two and three more Mm. And for for strikers, I just know I want it. So yeah, I want them to hopefully like showcase what's different in the demo or the test fire if they do not. Hopefully not one. They should do three, three, three <laughs> test fires. Yes. Oh man, I I have to say, Sergio, I will agree with you on Splatoon three. I would like a test fire. Uh, three of them specifically. I I'm with you on that. Two hundred thirty five percent. Uh, but one of them has to be Salmon Run. One of them has to be a test fire Ooh, Salmon Run. Yes. Because I thoroughly enjoyed playing that during my uh, days of Splatoon 2 when I was like really into it. And yeah, I, I'm i all for it. Yeah. Splatoon 3 demo. Come at us. Especially if it's Salmon Run. I'm ready. So I answer? Nice. Uh, I gotta agree with you too. <laughs> Splatoon 3. Then <laughs> <laughs> the... The last trailer for it that was focused on Salmon Run was interesting because it didn't really give us a hook into the new game yet. Like we'd still yeah, have, really right? have a clear idea about what's different between this and Splatoon Two. So I definitely need a demo was going to go a long way for that. <laughs> uh, you know they they've done mm-hmm. it before with Splatoon Two. We had a test fire then, and for the first yes. game, and then. Uh, we also had something called a Splatfest premiere. Um, it's basically oh. the oh, you're right, yeah. For like, uh, but it was before release, and we had it like yes, a, uh, mm-hmm. HP versus game. cake. And it was just like <laughs> it definitely set oh, the tone boy. for the game, just because you have it was at it was uh, at night. You got to try the you know, the weapons. Uh, uh, specials, I think, more of them, just because mm-hmm. in the test fire mm-hmm. they had like more limited. I had like a bit more expanded, so uh, it was right. more like a more like a beeline into the game, and it had a really good hype cycle uh, going with it. Yes. I want them to repeat that again. Just I uh, me too. <laughs> I'm getting yeah, excited. Just <laughs> another splat fest, just mm. another test fire. Just yes, all of that. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yeah. Mm my answer mm-hmm. all right we have this week's weekly question of the week for this week ask this week and answer next week what nintendo franchise deserves mcdonald's toys <laughs> oh okay. i like this one 
<laughs> Pokemon. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I love nice. Pokemon. Well, Marco, thanks for joining us. I mean, I, I I know you were desperate to be on the show twice by default, <laughs> so it makes sense for you no, to no. have come. But yeah, Again. thank you. It was an awesome time. Yeah, it was an awesome you. time. Uh, but I maybe hopefully we'll see the end of those memes. Uh, memes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you, Marco, soon. for. Yeah, thank you for being on the show, man. I mean, it's it's always a pleasure having you here, and yeah. Yeah, it was definitely an experience. The I always love talking about my favorite things here and joining you guys. It's, you know, just awesome. All right. But yeah, thank you for having me once again. Yeah. Thanks, Marco. It's been, it's been nice having you back again. And yeah, I mean, pretty awesome to hear what you had to say about your games. And yeah, it's, it's always a fun time. So yeah, thank you, man. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're going to jump out of here. If you haven't already, join our Discord group. The description for this episode has a link to it if you would like to join. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And check out our blog at nintendojump.blogspot.com. Send us any feedback you have at nintendojumppodcast at gmail.com. The best way to support the show is through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash nintendojump or by leaving a review for the show in your favorite podcast application. This is Sergio, and on behalf of Kevin and Marco, thanks for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Stay safe. Take care.